podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And welcome to the midweek fix. This is the LFC Day Trippers. I'm Gav, and with me this week I have got Kev, I have got Chris, and I have got Emmett. Um, Liverpool versus Newcastle is what we're going to look at tonight. We're going to look at how Newcastle might line up, how Liverpool might line up, what Liverpool need to do to go and win the game, how important it is, and we'll do some score predictions. We'll do some ads, which people love us doing. Um, we will maybe talk about maybe a midfielder at the end, but I, I really don't want to. And um, then we'll all head off <laughs> and get out of here within the hour. Um, Kev, how are you? All right, man, not too bad. Yeah. That's not, yeah, not too bad. Just enjoying all the transfer nonsense and all the good stuff that goes with it. It's crazy. Liverpool online at the minute is just ridiculous. Yeah, I know. way over the top for hot takes. Way over the top for one liners. It's just yeah. I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it finishing. I hope we get someone, but I just want it fucking over. Okay. I'm sick to death of it. Seven mm. weeks is too long. Emma, how are you? Long time no see. Yeah, um, I've been busy. Um, yeah, you're a hard hold off. My, my own uh, transfer deadline day is coming up, so um, okay. I haven't really had a, a chance to uh, to look at any of these rumours. I'm getting all the information from the Telegram app. For, I'm really rarely on Twitter, um, trying to sign players from my own team at the moment. So <laughs> um, I, I I don't know much of what's going on, thankfully. Um, yeah. I'm oblivious. Nice yeah, it's a nice place to be. Yeah, it is a nice place to be. Chris, how are you? I'm great, mate. I've been in, I've been enjoying um, these accounts, you know, which uh, just regurgitate tweets, mm-hmm. and then the actual person who's regurgitated called them out saying, "I haven't said that. You've misquoted that. Wow. That's a lot of bollocks." Put the link on here, and just watching all these accounts go. Really sorry. Really sorry. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been there for you. I, 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 I don't see any of them because I've just um, recently got so fucking tired of everything that I just protected me tweets and start blocking people like a fucking lunatic um, and muting people and and then even sometimes when you block something it still shows up in your it still shows and up yeah I'm like, I see that, so, yeah, that. Like, so I'm nearly tempted if it shows up because someone retweeted I'm nearly tempted to block them as well um, I, 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 keep, I, I just what's happened to Kev just to wind him up yeah and yeah. you know something I'd I'd, um, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd I'd nearly just prefer not to talk about football on Twitter. I'd rather just talk about literally, I was t- talking last week about, yeah, what do you reckon the insurance premiums are in Ponty Pandy because like, there's always an emergency there and stuff like that interests me way more but look, you can't have it all your own way. Well, um, it's it, it's four minutes past ten and Paul Joyce hasn't said a word. Yeah, so. well, it's half ten is the big time half, and that, that's because I think once we announce something at half ten, aren't we? Um, there's Brandy a fake look. tweet going around from Paul Joyce. Ah, yeah, there's loads there's of fake Paul Joyce yeah. accounts. There's loads yeah. of them. Um, but look, Liverpool play Newcastle at Anfield tomorrow night. Um, it's a, it's an opportunity to get some momentum after that win against Bournemouth at, at the weekend. And, you know, I was looking through Liverpool's fixtures and we have a tough run of fixtures coming up. We, we, we You know, we have to get on a roll here and start making up ground and hopefully one or two above us slip here or there and gives us a chance to kind of you know just get closer to them and and um build some momentum but Kev I'll come to you first um I want to start with Newcastle because 
They were given loads of credit for what they'd done um, at home to City. Um, I looked it up. They had 12 shots in the game. They had about 90 passes in City's half. They had about 170 passes across the whole game. Um, you know, successful passes. Um, and while they got credit there, I think, did they go away then and get a draw maybe or um, after that? Away to Brighton, maybe something like that. But, Kev... What way do they do they approach this? Before we get to Liverpool, what way do they approach it? Do you expect to see a Newcastle team that come in, be compact, try frustrate, and try hit us on the break as much as they possibly can? Or do you see a Newcastle that come with a bit of confidence where they say, you know what, let's go out and play football and, and have a go at this? I think um, it depends on their lineup. It depends on who's fit and who's not. Mm-hmm. But I think playing us and playing City, is it suits Newcastle. Newcastle are like an awful lot of sides in the Premier League. They struggle, like we saw tonight. I watched the Leeds um, Everton game, and you saw what happens when sides struggle to break down a low block. Newcastle will f- come and try and press us high up the pitch and suffocate us at the back, where they can turn over the ball. And they'll depend. They'll rely on their ability to keep us out by pressing us high up rather than the other way around. Newcastle struggle when they have to make the game. You know, like an awful lot of sides in the Premier League. When they have to be on the front foot and make the game and break sides down, that's when they struggle. That's what happened against Wolves. You know, when Wolves sat off them and said, okay, have the ball, but we're going to be compact and tight and we'll break on you when we can. Hmm. Then that's where they struggle. It's the size like Liverpool that give you a chance to get, leave your room behind, that give someone like say Maximum space to go into. That's where they get their joy from. That that's why sometimes playing against a side like like us, like City, gives these sides with pace up front more of a chance than what they ordinarily would have if we decided to turn around and do what say Man United did to us mm. and say, okay, you have the ball, you know we'll take the ball off you when you come down into our final third and then we'll hit you. It's just not in our DNA to play that way. So they know how we'll set up. They know what we'll try to do. It's not difficult. It's, But it depends on what they're able to put out on the pitch if they're able to do it. Yeah, rumour is Bruno Gamera's is out. Uh, Wilson yeah. is out. Obviously, there's... there's Maximum is touch and go. Trippia has a muscle injury, but should be okay. Um, Isaac, of course, they're waiting on international clearance. He's registered, um, but they're waiting on international Please. clearance, and he can have her up before seventy minutes before the game or something like that. Um, yeah. So it is a case. But then again, if he if he if he makes it, does he start? You know, did he throw him straight in? Has he trained with them? I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, d- I watched him last. Um not last weekend, just gone the weekend before for Sociedad against Barcelona. Mm. Now, the scoreline was Barcelona won it 4-1, but it was late goals, really. Sociedad were in it for a fair bit, and um, he was a menace, and he was up front in his own, and he was a handful. He was a right handful. So he's had a good full preseason with Sociedad, and he's mm. played league game. You know, yeah. he's I don't think it's fitness. Form. I think it's more just being yeah. used to the players he's with and, and the team. Yeah. Um, I, think they, I don't think they have a choice, though. Yeah, That's the international the clearance hasn't come in yet, but I'm sure we'll hear on something on that um, tomorrow. Um, Chris, you know, Kev speaks there about Newcastle. It depends what players they can put on the pitch. The approach, you know, 
a lot, the vast majority will sit back and three heroes on the break. But um, with those players missing, does that hamper Newcastle massively? Like St. Maximum is an out ball. You know, Grimera's is a really good player. Um, and Wilson can, can run channels. Does it hit, is it a massive hindrance to what they might try, try to do tomorrow? It is with St. Max because he is, he is that bit of an X factor in the way he plays when he's, when he puts it all together, which like he, which to be fair against City, he did, you know, no fullback can deal with him when he's on top form, you know, it's just whether he can put it together. Whereas I do think the likes of Fraser and Murphy are more traditional wingers. And I think you kind of know what to do with them. I think with St. Max, you don't know what he's going to do. And, I think Isaac gives you more than what Chris Wood does. Chris Wood gives you a focal point, mm-hmm. but he doesn't give you the mobility. Whereas Isaac will give you a bit of both. He'll yeah. give you the focal point, he'll give you the mobility, you know, and he's a better he's a better finisher. And Grimera's look, Grimera's just a very good player. You know, it's a player I'm surprised. Really clubs impressive. Bigger, clubs bigger than Newcastle didn't look at him. Mm. Us, City, Chelsea, you know, Arsenal, he gets to all those. He he'd get games for all of us. Even City, I think he'd get a g I think he'd do well for them. So that's a little bit of a surprise, but you know, so I'm quite pleased he's out because I think that because I think they're going to go over midfielder probably Longstaff, Joe Linton, and Willock. Which you know, look, Joe Linton looks a different player since he's played centre mid, and Willock it suits him being the third third man runner for them. So it does make them a little bit like DM wise because I think if Grimeris is out, they normally go Shelby, but he's out till Christmas. So now you're down to Longstaff, who not that long ago they were trying to shift on. So yeah, it's- I think it's. Fingers crossed it helps us. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Emma, I'll give you the last word on Newcastle before we move on to Liverpool. You know, they come into this, they'll definitely have confidence in them from, from the City game. They get a late draw away at Wolves, and they've struggled away, but they get a late draw there through St. Maximum. And they come to Anfield, and, you know, we win 9 0 at the weekend, but they're probably looking more so at the game where we played Palace. That's probably the, the you know, Fulham okay. And United, okay, but but Palace at Anfield is probably there. You know, that's where they look and they go, there's the blueprint. That's the absolute blueprint. But could they fall into a false sense of security if they went on that blueprint? Because I think a different Liverpool side could turn up tomorrow to what you've seen against Palace. Um, well, I, I definitely, I, I look, I definitely think a different Liverpool team turns up. And like Kev and Bob Chris said, it, it really depends. Like you, you mentioned it there, they got a late win or late, late draw against Wolves because of Sam Maximan. Um, they got a great result against City, which they wouldn't have got without Sam Maximan. Uh, so it all really kind of depends on him. And they don't really have anybody like him or even like Wilson to actually replace them to try and hit us on the break. So it is more of a, a wood up front or even like Almiron isn't even that kind of mobile. Um, so I think the way they play will really depend on who they can actually put onto the pitch. Um, and they may not be able to play us on the break. Or if they try to play like that, we're just, the, the, our back four is just going to soak it all up. They don't really have anybody with electric pace yeah. that can actually replace him. Um, if he does start, you don't know how long you're going to get out of him. He has more bandages than a small hospital. The chap, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. Um, but um, yeah, I think if he starts, they'll go for the, the palace blueprint. If, if he doesn't, I don't know why. I, I, you could find him just sitting back. I don't yeah. know what their out ball is going to be. Their out ball is probably just going to be Chris Wood and hope yeah. that he holds it up. Yeah, and hope that maybe the likes of um, 
Joe Linton or, or Fraser or whoever can can run off that. But not Joe no, Joe Linton can back him up. But, but but Fraser or Almiron, whatever, can run off that. But yeah. Yeah. um Kev, I come back to you because you know, we kinda know where Newcastle will go. It may be to a different degree if the likes of maximum players or you know um and you know, Emmett Roy, if he does play, how how much will you get out of him? You could see him on the bench and he gets twenty five at the end if they're in it or something like that. But Liverpool, you know, we have to, as much as we have to talk about it, we have to kind of push aside what's gone on so far, including Bournemouth, by the way. You know, we, 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 I'm, I'm kind of of the, of the opinion that, right, Fulham wasn't good. Palace was okay. Okay. You know, it wasn't good enough. Really good against Bournemouth, but we have to forget it now. This is the next one. And we have to get back into that mentality where you heard from Liverpool players so many times over the last four or five years where they go, just on to the next one. We're only thinking about the next one. What's going on before, you know, forget about it. Liverpool going into this though, Kev, they need to replicate what we've seen at the weekend. They need to go in and say, right, we're Liverpool at Anfield. Am I going to go in? Am I going to absolutely go for your throw from the beginning? Because I think if you let Newcastle settle into this game, I they come across as a team that can set in and sit in and go, yeah, we'll be really solid now. And we found our rhythm here. Liverpool really need to rock them and rock them early. Yeah, it's it's vital tomorrow that if Bobby starts, he takes up a, the almost identical position that he took up against Bournemouth, where he's um, five yards off their centre-backs, not 25 yards, not dropping into midfield. If he's dropping into that, what you call a Bobby space, that drags everybody up to be closer to him. It's the same with the wingers. They have to be tight. They have to be looking to be on getting into the box at the same time. So your front three is like a really tight front three. And just give them something to look at. I mean, the thing is, the last time we played them, I think we won 1-0. And it was a tight game. It was... It was a tight game, but Liverpool should have probably won it. We should have won it more comfortable, but as long as we take up the same positions and the same attitude, (coughs) come out with the same attitude and work rate, then we should come out with three points. But you can't really take take uh, anything for granted in this kind of game. They're a good side. You know, even with the... um, with what they're able to put out tomorrow night. Eddie Howe, is, uh, he's bought really well, especially across the back. Um, that'll be a tough nut to crack, but I think once you can get ahead of him, then you can command the game and you can run it. But Bobby's positioning is important. Fabinho as well needs to be snapping it in the tackles if he starts. The only thing, the quick turnaround, you know, we're getting to that place now where Klopp would start rotating. If he had everyone fit, bar one or two injuries... You know, if, it was, if this was normal, you'd expect to see two or three changes per game minimum, you know. But I don't think he has that luxury at the minute, you know, where he's going to have to be playing more or less the same 11 from 12, 12 players for maybe another week before, until the European stuff starts. So it's going to, it might be the same 11 or close to it that have to go again. Now, they all should be on a height. Their confidence should be through the roof. Not just the goals, but the way they were spread around and the type of goals they were. They were, you know, there wasn't really any worldies. You know, they were really well-worked goals. And you, I was listening to his press conference today and he talked about Harvey Elliott's goal being the best one. 
because he was in the he was just in the space. And it wasn't it was a nice finish and what have you. But he loved the fact that the midfield and the forwards were so tight and linked together <clears throat> that it made a massive difference to everything. So that's what I need to see tomorrow. You know, everyone in the right spot where they're supposed to be, but tight and together. Yeah, absolutely. We have to be tight, we have to be together, we have to know our job. But Chris, when you look at Willock, Joe Linton in, in midfield along with, who was the third person I think you mentioned? Longstaff. 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 Um, you're probably looking at um, Longstaff being deepest of that three. Um, Willock can most certainly travel with a ball. So, and will probably play left-hand side. No, maybe Joe Linton plays left-hand side of that three. So Harvey Elliott, as someone said in the chat, will have to be wary. And, mm. you know, Willock can move with the ball as well. So if Henderson plays there, which he'd probably go with the same 11 again, they have to be really on it. But where where do Liverpool look to get, to get at them? Like, I look at, I think Bournes plays left-back for them at the minute. Uh, Dan Bourne, isn't it? He plays left-back. He's six foot seven. Mm. He's a huge unit. But I look at that and I say, you need to get Salah in and you need to get a man early. I look at, I look at Trippier and I say to myself, if he's a little bit of a doubt, I want Diaz on him. Like literally, mm. the first ball should be at Diaz and have a run. Just put it by him and just see what it's about. You mightn't get there. It might go out for a goal kick, but I want to see him sprinting. I want to, I want to see him twisting and turning and sprinting. Bobby being important as well, the fullbacks. But where, where do we look to take advantage of these misses in the Newcastle side? Because I think Newcastle are full strength. I think they're dangerous. But I think they're even more capable of sitting in and frustrating. So where do we need to get at them? Uh, I think if Bobby starts, I would say off the ball, you need to tell Firmino just to sit on Longstaff or sit near him mm-hmm. because I think he's got. I think he can be clumsy. And I think Bobby, when he's at his best, that's what he was good at doing: is sitting on the defensive midfielder just to give us some to give us something. If he is going to drop a little bit deeper, not too deep, then you need almost Diaz and Salah to go front two and play a bit more inside. Um, I you want to get a, I think you want to get two centre backs because I think Shaw and Botman are good centre backs, but I don't think they're blessed with pace. And I think that's what we need. I mean, to us, this is a perfect game for Nunes if he wasn't a muppet headbutting people. Mm. Uh, that's the frustration. Is that this game actually would have suited him? And would have, the only thing I think if Klopp wants to rotate a little bit is does he try Diaz through the middle against two very against two centre backs who aren't the quickest and start Carvalho wide left? It's a bit of a risk. I can't see him doing it, but it's a, it's something a bit different that you're not expecting. The only my, thing yeah, is, my only, my only thing is, that I, I don't, I don't see Newcastle seeing a hell of a lot of space in behind them where you can, where you can kill them with pace. I think the only way you're going to kill Newcastle with pace is if you can get Diaz, and you can get Salah one on one with their fullbacks, and that mm-hmm. means that Trent and Robertson are going to have to do a lot, of, a lot of self, selfish running, you know, making, making angles, getting out of the way, and and letting them get at them. That's just my opinion, though. I think. I think he's a both set stuff about Firmino there and Firmino's positioning is huge because as much as you don't want to drop him too deep, you need him in the box, Chris. You need him in the box because it's all very well yeah. if they've not blessed with pace, but if he's if he's at the edge of the box supplying Salah and no one's in there, they'll head things away all day. Yeah, no, what I mean is if he, if he drops on Longhurst to force a mistake out of him, but when he was at his best, he would do that force mistake, but then he'd get it he'd get it out to a Henderson or to a Salah but then he'd break his he'd break his neck to get in the box, mm. which is what he stopped doing. So that's probably what he needs. So if you if you're gonna drop deep to nick it, he needs to get himself and get his ass running and get in the box. Or Diaz do what he did for his first goal, which is 
when it's on the other side, it's very old school, cut inside and become the new number nine. Uh, and we've now realised Diaz is pretty decent in the air. Yeah, he is. He's far from um, poor in the air. Emma, we spoke on winners and losers last night where Andy had the audacity to try um make Salah out to be the loser of the week. Um, he, he actually done it just so we could have a chat about Mo Salah and where he thinks we should be looking <laughs> for him this season in terms of numbers. But um, Mo Salah won't be looking back at that game on Sunday. He'd be looking back on three points, great, 9-0 win, but he'd be looking back on, should have probably had two. Definitely should have had two. And that'll play in his mind. And does that mean that Salah comes out a little bit more ready to rock tomorrow night? And maybe he's the catalyst tomorrow night where we want to get at Newcastle and he's like, let's get at them. I have to put those two misses for me out behind me I am from the weekend. Yeah. Look, uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely want to get on the score sheet. Uh, like, that, I, I don't know, I still don't know how he missed that when he was through one on one and just scored it over the bar. But I think it was more so his reaction to that when he turned around. And okay, we were a few ahead and uh, he was kind of nearly laughing. Like, do you know what I mean? And not that he was making kind of fun of it. It was like, it was good to see him that he was relaxed. Um, and it was just like, I'll get the next one. Do you know what I mean? But um, he'll definitely want to come out and like nine different scorers. Well, sorry, nine nil, many eight different scorers. Diaz got two. So um, so the, the good thing about that. Oh, sorry, Bobby got two as well. Sorry. Um, but um, the good thing is, is that like you've got Salah, who we have been a little bit reliant on in the past, mm. and there's nine goals, nine technically assists, and he wasn't involved in any of them yeah. um, against Bournemouth. So he'll definitely want to come out and, and put things right. I think we need to see what, what Chris was saying there. I think we see with, with defenders like that, that can be a little bit clumsy. I think we need to see a return to the, the fizzing the balls across the, the six-yard box. Um, and Bobby is deadly from there. Um, so whether it's uh, Robertson or whether it's Trent getting down each wing, we seem to have been lobbing our lazy kind of crosses, high crosses. We haven't seen much in the way of fizzing balls across the six-yard box. Yeah. And with big, tall, awkward defender, that, that can go anywhere. One of them will put their toe on it and it'll go into the into the into the net, like you know. So, um, boy, I'll I put put my neck on the line and say Salah gets maybe a couple of goals tomorrow. I think it's interesting you say like the type of ball we want to play against them because. Botman and, and Shara have had things all day. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And most centre halves will, you know, like as 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 culture as centre halves are, like if you look at Thiago Silva at, at Chelsea, as good of a footballer he is, he loves fucking head and stuff. You know, he loves nothing more than getting on the corner of that six yard box and cutting stuff out and heading stuff and, you know, cutting off lanes and stuff like that. And I, I said it the other night on the fat back four. The likes of Diaz, Salah's Sal quite good on the back post, but Diaz needs to turn. Diaz needs to watch Raheem Sterling. I, I, I mean that. He needs to watch Raheem Sterling in the sense of where does this fella end up nine times out of ten when City have the ball five yards from the, the boy line, anywhere near the box, where is he? He's standing on the back post. He's no interest in hanging out wide. He's no interest in being on the edge of the box. He's standing on the back post waiting to make a move. And I think genuine, I think Diaz could pick up between five and ten goals this season if he brings that into his game. We've seen his heading. Um, and flashing balls across, I've no issue with. 
I just don't want those floaty ones. And Henderson's no, a fucker for it. Um, where they just rip, let's play it back to him, and he tries to whip this one in, and it ends up floating in the air, and keepers come out and get it. Defenders headed easy, and it's just it ends up being one of those where we fall into that trap of continuously doing it. You know, and uh, there's different ways to get at Newcastle. I, I agree with Chris that, that the centre halves don't aren't blessed with pace, and maybe. The way you do that is you, you get, you know, that run from outside to in from the likes of Diaz and Salah where they actually take the full back over and then they try pin the centre back with the run and make them make a decision. I think, I think that's where we can, we can really get at them. Um, I want you to, it's, pick, getting, a, it's getting a big centre half to, you, you need to get them to turn. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Or you need to, you need to get them when you have centre halves that just want to stand on that penalty spot and head stuff, you need to put doubt in their mind. And what I mean by that is, is he going to cross it or is he going to play a little slide real pass and I have to move? You know, and when that happens, where am I? And and all, then you want Elliot, you want Diaz, you want Firmino, you want, the, you know, anyone in that, even Henderson coming into in there and just piling in. I'm not saying everyone running the boxes, that's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, you know, we have a gun at the back. But what I'm saying is, if you get them out with a rhythm or if you get them out there, because they're going to try to set themselves in, in a, in a, phase of play that just is constantly like feed them out here feed them out there make them cross it wherever it might be we're probably not giving them enough credit because I think Newcastle try to play football when they get mm. it um, but yeah we have to vary what we're doing but I think the centre half stuff is important you need to make them make decisions you know if because it, if Fraser and Almiron play they're going to come back and help Dan Bourne and they're going to come back and help Trippier so it's going to be really congested there and what happens you usually end up with Henderson hitting that fucking ball that he hits and it does me head in. And that's when they lead that up. And that's when they'll try to win a second ball with Joe Linton or whoever it might be and then look to, to spring. So yeah, a variety of what we're doing which means we have to be brave on the ball and I think Fabinho will be crucial to that as well. He's brave whereas passes are brave and puts players into position. I want us all to pick a player to to watch out for in this game. Um, No, sorry, I want you to pick out two. I want you to pick out a Newcastle one and a Liverpool one that you think will have a big effect on the game tomorrow night. Um, you can do them both at the same time. Kev. Um, I think for us, I still think Fabinho is vital to how we play. If if Fabinho is on it, he stops the counter-attacks. He allows others to make forward runs. He He's everything for me at the minute um, if he's not on it they'll be able to get runners off of him and the one thing Laszlo's point that was up there was really good they're a very big physical side with a lot of height and strength and if you give silly fouls away in dodgy areas of the pitch Kieran Trippier is a very good set piece and they'll have targets to hit you know for the size of our squad we're normally a pretty high, pretty tall squad. These guys are a lot bigger. And that's one thing we've got to be careful of is for us, I think, going forward, Fabinho, for them, Kieran Trippier. Kieran okay. Trippier has to stay on the pitch for 90 minutes. His set-piece delivery is up there with anyone. And he's really on form at the minute. I think, I think with Trippier, a lot, look, there's a lot made of him going forward. He's a, he's a, he's a really good footballer, Kieran Trippier. Like, there's no doubt about yeah. that. Um, going forward is an awful lot made of it but I think I think his experience at the back has helped Newcastle when I watch him 
you know, looks very organized, looks very cool, doesn't get dragged out of position. I think I think he's kind of had an effect on on players within that team. And I, I couldn't agree more. I think Fabinho's huge and I think Trippier's huge. If I view two other lads want to pick those players, you can. Chris. <laughs> Thanks, Kev. Um, for us, I'm going to go Joe Gomez. Because I think this is his little run of games that he's going to get now with the injuries we've got. And if you and Newcastle you're naturally going to pull onto Gomez because you're not going to pull on Van Dijk, despite the fact he's not in the best of form. And if there is a weakness in Gomez's game, it's that ball over the top of him. That's still probably the area that he um, he sometimes can fall foul of. So, but I also think what Gomez gives you is a real directness in passing, and he can pick the tempo up. So, I think Gomez could be a, a key one, a key one for us. Plus, it's boring saying Salah all the time, so I'll go with Gomez uh, for them. I would pro. I'm torn between two, but I'll go with Nick Pope because Nick Pope is just a keeper who normally has good games against us. He's a good keeper. Yeah, he's he a good prob- keeper. He probably should be England's number one. To be honest, he's better than Correct. the uh, little dinosaur they've got in goal the at the moment. T-Rex. Who, yeah, yeah. Who, who saw a shot straight at him and watched it go in? It was brilliant. Mm. Great, great goalkeeper. And then tried to claim he was. Because uh, he, he's probably not the best with the ball at his feet, so. And I don't think Newcastle will play it as a way to keep passing the ball back to him anyway. But if he did, he'd put pressure on him. But look, he's just a, a really good shot stopper. Uh, he command, he, and he can be pretty commanding. And that's a step up Newcastle have needed for years. Is a goalkeeper that you a goalkeeper that you can trust. Uh, and he's a decent communicator as well. So I'll go with Pope as for them. Mm, I think Pope is a really good goalkeeper. I think. Um... It's a good sign of a Newcastle. It's an upgrade, but on Boydum and he'll he'll shot more. He'll stop more shots than the Bravka. Simple as that, and that's that's his job. To, you know, doesn't matter if he can't kick the ball. Um, well, he can kick the ball. It's just he's not fucking you know Maldini, um, in goal. Like you know, he's not he's not Pirlo in goal, and not a lot of them are. In fairness, um, Gomez is an interesting one. Gomez. I hope he plays really well. That's very not a very obvious thing to say, but I want I want Joe Gomez to play really well. Where we we turn around, we go, yeah, Canate's back, but Gomez playing really fucking well here. And Klopp has that history of saying, yeah. no, he's playing really well. He stays. You know, I'd love him to get back to the level he got when we won the league. Well, you see, if he that, gets back, if he gets back to the level, right? Nobody else gets him. But not even that. I was thinking about it today when I was looking at the fixtures because they're just piled in like home to the home like Champions League we've Chelsea in there we've Arsenal in there we've City in there in the next whatever amount of weeks right and what I was thinking about if he gets back to that level brilliant because I think there's actually more scope where you could actually rotate the four of these right if they're all fit and 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 do you remember last season when we had Van Dijk and say Canate and we're going will it be Matt will it be Canate and then we're going if one of them's out Gomez hasn't really played and he's coming in where if you have him at this level it's even more condensed now so it's not like you know Gomez is playing and then you won't see him for a week he could literally play on Wednesday be a sub on, on Sunday come on you know play the following week I think it's I think it's crucially he continues playing really well and gives Klopp not only a decision to make but in, for his own confidence that he knows that if I'm called upon a home to Rangers or away to Ajax or whatever it might be, he's absolutely on it and he's going to get loads of chance because it's fucking games every three days. Like The unfortunate thing for Joe Gomez was um, when Van Dijk did do his ACL, he was the one that was playing left-sided centre-back and he was grown into that and he's actually starting to be a bit more of a leader 
when he was bollocking Andri- Adrian for being a dickhead and trying to run through him. And he's so unfortunate because then he snapped his knee with England because he was becoming that one going, well, if you do need to rest Virgil, he's the most natural one to play on the left. And then because Canati and Matip both look more comfortable on the right, neither look particularly comfortable on the left. Gomez probably looks the most comfortable left out of those three. So again, it gives you another option. Uh, the cutting thing for if Canati was fit was you could be in the situation where you'd have Canati Champions League, Gomez for the league. Would you be sound? Yeah, but that, that's what I mean. Like, I think, I think for Gomez and for the team, if he plays really well, it's a huge step up in confidence for everyone around where you're going to go. Oh, he's back. We know he's back. We, we've seen it. And as well as that, all the games, I think everyone's going to get a chance because last season you were kind of, you were kind of playing the three where you were mixing it. I think there's actually a show to mix the four with the amount of games coming between now and when that bleeding World Cup starts. At, is it the middle of November? Middle is it November, the middle of November? Yeah, yeah middle of November. It's the start of September. And we're talking about this World Cup and we're going on with the league. How are they getting all these league games in? It's fucking mad, but I know it. Yeah, from, I read it earlier. But from from now on, it's two games a week minimum from oh, here up game, until we have a game every that's it. every four three three point eight three point eight days. It's nineteen games in seventy three days. There you go. And um, yeah, well, uh, Emma, who are you picking? Well, for Newcastle, I was going to say Trippier for the same reason as Kev. He's kind of the, kind of their catalyst from set pieces, and and they're a big team. Born Botman, Shar. Joe Linton. So you, the last person you want on a on a set piece is probably someone that can stick a right on their no. Um, for us, I'm torn between Elliot and Diaz. I'd like to see now that Diaz has got his two goals. Elliot has got his goal last week. Elliot's probably been our player of the season so far. I'm not sure whether anybody would disagree with that. He's the only one that's really kind of performed consistently. So I'd like to see how he's going to actually now kick on from getting his goal, kind of nearly cementing his place in the team. And I'd like, I'd love to see him kick on. I'd like to see if Diaz can prove Phil wrong and get more than five goals Don't this season. <laughs> no, I think he has three, and like, <laughs> yeah. he had two when Phil probably said that, did he? No, one. But one, and he's like, you won't score more than five goals. Don't mind. <laughs> can tank herself, fucking. He knows. Yeah, no, I'd like to see Elliot, Elliot kick on. Yeah. Okay. I, th- I think there's plenty, plenty in our team that needs to back up Barmet. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe hadn't performed this season so far. Um, so it'll be interesting to, to see. And then, like Kev said as well, I think Firmino's probably a, a massive, like looking even back at the United game, I was in the pub with, with Keith. Um, I've never watched a match with Keith before. It's very interesting. But there's a big, massive hole in the middle of midfield. And that's where Firmino should have been sitting and yeah. he's out on either wing or whatever. It'd, so, be, in, it'd yeah. be interesting for Elliot though, won't it? Because this is a game tomorrow where he will have to look the other way. Not just going forward, we will have to look the other way probably a bit more than he has yeah. this season. Yeah. If yeah, he plays. I think he plays. Yeah, I, I think, think so plays. too. Um, Johnny says, all this talking about Newcastle, no need for LFC to turn up. No, I don't agree. I think we've we've given Newcastle plenty of credit for what they've done. Um, we've been realistic about their players. Um, but I'll give you my prediction in a few minutes and you won't think that at all so uh, don't worry about it um, the embargo stuff is out from tonight I have a couple of comments on that which we'll get to yeah. in a few minutes um, for me for me groundbreaking I, I think um, I think Trent is key I think he's huge not only for himself again a bit like Gomez where 
you know, he hasn't the best start of the season. He gets a great goal at the weekend. He's really good at the weekend, you know, in, in what he needed to do defensively and going forward. Um, I think he assists. He assists that own goal, actually, doesn't he? Um, and he gets that goal himself. But I think teams will look at him. They always do look to get him behind him. I'm probably a bit more now where he's, is he getting a bit of criticism? Maybe, just a bit. Um, or a bit more. Than he would, than he would usually. But I think he's key where you say, you know what, be brave, Trent. If that's uh, won't be Almiron, it'll be Fraser if he plays that that side. But whoever's on that side, you make him go back. And if he wants to be extra brave and stay up that pitch, absolutely, that's fine. But you're going to leave Dan Bourne in a serious situation here, where Trent, Elliot, and Salah are going to be absolutely running at Dan Bourne and uh, Sven Botman. Okay, um, so I think Trent is big. I'd love this. I'd love nothing more than to see Trent just do everything he needs to going forward. Supplying balls. Doesn't have to assist, doesn't have to score, but be rock solid defensively. And, you know, when they're on the break, intercept stuff, muscle fellas over, get it back, get us going again, and get a real buzz about him. Because I've seen a little bit of a buzz coming back into Andy Robertson at the weekend. And although Trent scores, I just want to see that again from Trent. For Newcastle, Joe Linton, I think he's huge in all aspects of what they're going to do tomorrow. Um, he's He was signed as a £40 million striker from what I can remember, number nine. Right, yeah. Um, from somewhere in Germany, I think it was right. Hoffenheim, Hoffenheim, yeah. and it was like forty million quid. He's a striker. And we we're like, no, he's not. No, I've watched him. He's not a fucking striker. He's now in the middle of midfield for Newcastle, and I think he's huge because he's actually defensively really good. He gets into very good positions to break up play for Newcastle. I think that'll be key, especially if Elliot wants to drift. Diaz wants to drift. Um, I think he's become he's become very dirt count. Yeah, he's really hard working in the middle of midfield, but there's a bit more mm. to him than Dork out. I think he, he's actually technically a good player. I think carrying the ball, he's very good at, and Newcastle may need it. And I think he might be the man that they look to walk off Chris Wood if Chris Wood starts up front, where he's going to be the one to try join in and get it. Because he used to be a striker, so he knows what a striker's going to do to try to get it to him. So I think I think Joel Linton will be, will be huge from tomorrow. Um but look, we'll, we'll 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 wait and see. But there's a load of players that we could pick for tomorrow. But overall, we're, we're going to get lineup predictions. We're going to get score predictions in a couple minutes. And we're going to talk about the fucking midfielder for a few minutes because everyone fucking wants to. Um, before we do though, um, I have a few ads that I want to shout out. Um, as I'll say, it, we've said it before. I'll say it again. We do these ads. We read them out, and it helps us to bring you content for absolutely free across YouTube, all podcast apps. Um, like we just we put all these shows out every week they're absolutely free and these enable us to do that so the first one is better help better help is an online therapy um therapy setup where you someone you know may need to talk to somebody now or in the future um where you might be struggling a little bit in life and you might need to talk to someone better help is really good for you if you want to go and check it out you can do it online you can do it on camera you can do it um you don't have to be on camera you can phone it, there's loads of different ways to do it it's a lot cheaper than face-to-face therapy um you can be matched with a therapist within 48 hours and look you know people will probably look look at us reading this out going what on a football podcast yeah absolutely on a football podcast because people in the world no matter what they do um no matter what they do for work um no matter what they do out of work Sometimes you need to speak to somebody. Sometimes you don't have people close to them 
that can't that they can't talk to so this is one that we we took on and we were we really like reading now um betterhelp.com forward slash day trippers so that's b-e-t-t-e-r help.com forward slash day trippers you will get 10 percent off your first month with better help ip vanish is a vpn service that protects your data your passwords everything on the internet while you stream or while you search the internet whatever you want to do um one touch of a button on your tablet your laptop your desktop um whatever it might be will protect you um and keep you secure online rated 4.605 on trustpilot um it's it's one way just to protect you as you're going on the internet and you need to protect stuff and you don't want passwords or um, anything like that or anybody getting near your private information. Um, IP Vanish is a VPN that can help you with that. If you go to ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers, you will get a yearly subscription for $38.44. Um, I'm nearly sure that's right, but I, in my head I can see $38.44. That's a 70% reduction um, over the year and there is a 30-day money-back guarantee on that. If you're not happy, but Keith has signed up for it and he likes it. Um, so take Keith's word for it. Um, what else have we got? What else have we got? We have Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus are streaming every Champions League game this season starting on the 6th of September. Um, every minute of every game, extra time, penalties, whatever it might be, um, Paramount Plus have it from the 6th of September. Don't miss a minute of the Champions League. Head over to Paramount Plus now and you can sign up there for the Champions League season, which is going to be an absolute belter, judging by the groups that come out um, in the last week or so. So check them out. And the last one I want to give a shout to is um, WeAreLiverpool.ie. WeAreLiverpool.ie are is a lad called Gavin, believe it or not. Not me, before anyone fucking starts. Um, oh, Gavin Doyle as well. Yeah, his name is actually the same as me. It's actually the same as me. Um, but he's way better looking, I heard. Um, the yin and yang of Gavin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's on the other side of the sea as well. Um, but look, WeAreLiverpool.ie is a company that's run by Gavin that does Liverpool merch, um, T-shirts, caps, beanies, um, some really nice stuff, I have to say. Some of the nicest beanie hats I've ever seen. And to be fair, he's got his new order in today. Some of the stuff looks absolutely amazing. I've seen Trent stuff. I know he does Jota. He does Van Dyke. He does Klopp stuff. Loads and loads of stuff. Um, we're actually bringing out our own Trippers one in the next little while. True, we are Liverpool.ie. Um, it's just, it's going to be a Trippers one. And, you know, there'll be only a certain amount of them available. So if you want one, you're going to have to get in quick. But if you go to we are Liverpool.ie, um, Check them out. It's really, really, some of the, the stuff is really, really nice. That's all I can say to you. And winter is coming and these hats are the business. I have a Nabi Kate one and I have a Virgil van Dyke one and I'm definitely going to invest in one more because I buy one up. Well, my son keeps robbing them. He's two and he just thinks this is the business. What is this thing on the top of this hat? And he has a lovely timer. So we are Liverpool.ie if you want to check out stuff. Um, t- likes the t-shirts and caps, but for the winter coming, the beanie hats are the business. Um, line up predictions. Um, Liverpool lineup, of course. Go on, Chris. I'll let you go first. I think the only change is Simicast comes in for Robertson. From the weekend. Okay, nice. Simicast, of course, gets two assists at the weekend. Yeah, I just think it's a way of keeping one, at least one player fresh for the derby. So I think that's probably the only rotation option we have. Good stuff. Okay. Um, Emmett? I think he goes unchanged. 
same lineup against Bournemouth. Yeah. Okay. Um, Tom now Tom Bowling says Paramount Plus is deadly. I have it well worth ten dollars a month. Top notch coverage today. Oh, ten dollars a month. Seven, seven euro ninety nine. I checked it the other night when you're on there. Yeah, seven ninety nine a month. Cool. And um. I'm presuming there's more on it than just the Champions League, so there you go. And um, if, you, if you've got Sky Movies, you can get it for free. Yeah. If you've got um, Sky Movie Package, movie movie package, you yeah you can you can sign up to it for free. Mm, good stuff. You're going to change, Emma. Good stuff. I'm good at that. Yeah. Kev, I you not- come out with a few changes. No, I'm not. I'm not convinced that um, Elliot will start. Depending on the knock he took. And how important I think he's going to be in over the next four, three to four weeks. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Carvalho started instead of Elliot. And then maybe if push comes to shove, you can always drop Elliot in for the last hour or for the last half an hour at the end if you need him. But I think Carvalho has done, done more than enough to gain a start. Mm-hmm. And But yeah, that would be the only change. And probably switch Henderson out onto the right with um, Joe Linton on that side. I think he'd match up Joe Linton physically a bit better. And um, Carvalho on the left could be very helpful with Diaz, linking up with Diaz to target Trippier. Okay. I thought, I thought it was interesting the weekend when Carvalho came on and Elliot went off. I honestly thought yeah. that Henderson would come back over to the right, but he actually stayed left mm. and left Carvalho on the right. Yeah. Because Which, I think I think what well, we we go back to this midfield three where the one on the left is usually a bit more controlling in what they're trying to do. Now, can can, Henderson, can, can Henderson control a game? Yeah, some some he can't. Um, but Thiago usually tries to control a game with the one touch pass and the vision, the way he can get out with different passes. And then our one on the right is usually the one that looks to break, you know. And for a while, it used to be the other way around. Where you'd have Henderson on the right and the fella on the left to be more attacking the likes of Jones when he got a chance, Kate. It's kind of switched over now, and um, I think he, I just think he loves that dynamic of Elliot over there with Salah. I think he, I think he really likes that. But I can't see many changes. I can't like. I kind of get the Simicas one though. I think, but no, I think I think I think he goes same eleven. I think he goes same 11. You have Darwin Nunes and come back at the weekend if need be. Jota starts training on Tuesday, apparently, so you may see him in the squad. Um, and midfield... Matip is back training. Matip is back training, yeah. It's, it's just the midfield because, you know, what he has there is what he's going to have there for me come the weekend against Everton. Maybe, I think Jones is back in training, but I don't know how, how far down the road he is. But if he's back in training now, he should be ready for the derby. So, um, no, I think I think you'll see... The same 11, but maybe one or two more options on the bench. One or two more senior options on the bench, i.e. Curtis Jones will probably get in there. Um, Matip might come back in there. So um, I think he might stay with the same um, the same 11. Has, has anything been said anywhere about Naby's injury? And what it is? If there's been a scan done, anything, any well, kind I, of... I, I, anything. I was told that... I, was told I don't think that he's... Nothing shown up on the scans. And he's not injured. It's a Coutinho 2.0. Is what I, I, was I think so. But, which but, is why, which why on, I think... If it's Coutinho 2.0, is he leaving the club in the next 48 hours? Yeah. 
Because he surely can't keep this up till fucking January. I, I, if, 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 he has no right to be Coutinho two points. Coutinho is in the form of his life and could maybe hold, try and hold the club to ransom. Kate is not in that position. I don't. I don't. No, get but what I'm saying standard. is, regard, regardless, of, regardless of what what situation he's in, yeah. If you're going, if if, if Naby Kate isn't happy at the club, you don't do it a week out in the transfer window. Do it in the fucking middle of July. And go, mm. oh, no, I'm not worried. And they go, oh, listen, you've loads of time to get out of here. But 48 hours away and the, the window were closing here. You, Eunice is making a point there. Uh, Klopp didn't mention it in his press conference. Yeah. I find it notable that not one journalist mentioned it either. Yeah. I, so have so. they have they been told to just don't ask because we won't tell you? Or what? Mm. Because well, that's it, just nuts. It, 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 wouldn't surprise, it wouldn't surprise me if you heard in deadline day something along the lines of, Lipple sign Tielemans and we've fucked out the off the other way. Oh, we've sent him to Germany because it just feels to me more like there's a bit of falling out. Yeah. It, was the, it, made, it was the it was the embargo stuff before the uh, Bournemouth game. Sorry, Chris. It was a, it was a, a lad that would have been has credentials. Let's just say said that Navi's not injured. There's nothing showing up on the scans. Um, it's a Coutinho two point is what his exact words were. Well, so that's maybe why then he knows needs, then, then, but then he needs to get out of the club and the only thing you could look at is he, they could do something. Where does Leimer play? Who's he play Leipzig. for? Leipzig. Leipzig. It's, it's, it's Navi's old club. It yeah, maybe, maybe some of that. I'm not saying it is, but but like, come here, you can't be doing it. You, it's two days the window closes. You can forget it. You can forget a new car. I mean, whatever contract was on the table should be Wrapped in Vaseline and shoved somewhere into an orifice. That <laughs> it, it, it makes sense. Wondering again. was he actually sick that time that they said he was sick? Do you know what I mean? The words from Klopp was he was unwell. Then he was a hundred percent, and then it came and he said all of a sudden yesterday he broke down. He fell out. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, right. Anyway, anyway, score predictions because I want to get out of here in the next ten minutes. So <laughs> score predictions. You know the rules. If Liverpool score, you must name the scorer. Um, Emmett, go for it this time. I will go three one Liverpool and Salah two Diaz one. Okay. Three one Liverpool, Did- Salah two Diaz one. Okay. Kev? Uh three nil. Uh I think Virgil gets one. I think Bobby gets one, Diaz gets one. Okay. Chris. Fuck fuck sake, both my scores are gone though. Um <sighs> I'll go, go four what? No, no, you said, you've always said to me you can't go for second. No, you can go the same if you want. I'll let you go. I'll oh, go 3-0 then. 3-0. Salah, Salah get two. Diaz get one. Okay. I'm going to go 2-1 Liverpool. Um, I'm going to go with Salah and... Keita. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to go Salah... Kind of want no. I go Salah Firmino. I go Salah Firmino in a two-one. Eunice has two-one Salah Diaz, and he has maximum scoring for Newcastle. Should he play? Um, Two-nil Salah and Diaz says Megan McCallion. Three-nil LFC, but um, says Sam Tandy. But ten-nil LFC. Realistically, don't know what's going on there. <laughs> what drug Sam is on at the minute? Uh, Tom Boland, 5 1, Salad 2, Diaz 1, Elliot 1, and VVD. Uh, Evening Red says Red Steve, we're smashing these 6 0. Um, 
I like the predictions. I have to say, I like the predictions. Um, I think it's massive that the game is at Anfield. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, compared, especially if they are kind of down bodies. The, the St James's Park uh, crowd would get them up for the game. I think it's <laughs> the fact that it's it's at uh, Anfield is is going to be a big factor in it. Uh, Wade Nelson has 2-0 Liverpool, Bobby and Trent. Um, 3-1 Salah says bonkers. Uh, 3-1 Liverpool says bonkers. Salah, Diaz, Fabinho. Cortes has 3-0 with Salah, Diaz, DVD. Laszlo has 3-0. Jonathan has 2-1. Don't think we're fully flying yet. Um, and Neil's put, uh, heard Nabby sign up's IP vanish. That's where he is. <laughs> 1-0 Salah penalty. Um, no. Oh, um, I'll give three points to Solicare about tomorrow night. Yeah. So yeah, look, we have ha- fin- like an easy game though. Yeah, we're gonna finish up with a little talk around the midfield. I'm gonna I'm literally restricting this to seven minutes because I'm going at eleven o'clock, right? <laughs> um so here we go. Um Oh boy not him um in the chat. He has put up two comments. It says here Klopp says, we are going for a midfielder who decided to go to another club, which can happen. Some players are not available at this moment, but for us, it's really interesting. Now can we make a decision? Now we can make a decision if we bring someone in. Is it the right one? I'm not 100% sure. Right? Um, Of course, this is all in relation to um, the midfield and possible signing. And we've seen Klopp say last week, yeah, he he was the one kind of pushing to not sign when he felt he may have been wrong. People were right. Then he comes out earlier on today and said, look, I'm backed by the owners. Sometimes I would like to take more of a risk, but I don't make them decisions. Um, and of course, then that threw everything back on the FSG. It's like, oh, he, he may have said it was wrong, but they won't fucking spend the money anyway. And it's it's become an absolute fucking circus, um, to be honest with you. One um, I'm trying to ignore and just trying to... I nearly want to get to the window whether we sign someone or don't, where you can kind of evaluate it then. You know, but mm. I, I swear to God... Social media is an absolute fucking cesspit um, at the minute over this. Like, it's just so many fucking things. Like, you know, this and that. And you have to take sides and you have to do this and you. I think sometimes they want. They, look. They want look, a, a disagreement. That they, I think no, they want no. to build a divide that's not there. No, look, look. At the end of the day, it's very simple. Liverpool should sign a midfielder. I think everyone, like, if I got 100 people, right, like family fortunes and ask the fucking question, I reckon 99 people would say, yes, they need to sign a midfielder. That's not in doubt, right? We don't know anything that's going on in the background. We don't know if, and, and this, before anyone fucking starts, this isn't making an excuse for anyone. We don't know if the player we want is available, a player wants to move, um, we can, the, the club that maybe want the player or two off, whatever, two clubs, aren't asking for extortionate money, which is very fucking likely because when you look at some of the signings going on, we don't know if Klopp wants one. And it's not doing one. We don't know if FSG just won't put the money up or do you want to. We know fuck all. Very simple. Right? Now, at the end of Thursday night at 11 o'clock, we will know if Liverpool have a midfielder or not. Right? And then let's evaluate it. Then look and go, oh, we signed one. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, great. Or oh, we didn't sign one. I think it's a bit fucking mad. But let's have a measured fucking discussion about it. Let's not go on like fucking children where we go, uh, you know, this and fucking... It's just... It's absolutely insane what's going on. Right? But I'm going to ask the same question I asked you, don't I? Um, there are two and a half questions I called it, but I'm going to ask them. The questions are, do you think Liverpool sign a midfielder by Thursday night? Who would you like it to be? Who do you think it will be? Right? Um, if they do sign one, by the way. Chris. Ever the optimist, I'll hopefully say yes, we'll sign one. 
I would have liked it to have been someone of the ilk of a Diong or a Ruben Neves who's got a bit of quality about them. My gut feeling is if we sign someone, it'll either be a loan signing or it'll be someone of the ilk of a Tielemans who will try and shop in a year's time. And I think that'll just be to replace Naby, who I think might get shopped the other way. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which is not great. <laughs> now, Lennon says something here, and I think I think it's very, very, very important to read this. He says, the following people are responsible for Liverpool not signing the midfielder. John W. Henry, Mike Gordon, Jurgen Klopp, Julian Ward, and the entire LFC recruitment team. That is mm-hmm. absolutely spot on. Every single one of them are responsible if we don't sign them. Are they right? We don't sign them? I don't know. Are they wrong? I don't know. But that is absolutely spot on from Lannan. Okay. Um, Sean P. Casey doesn't think we'll sign one. Um, Tielemans' name is thrown up there. Douglas DeWeese is being thrown up there. Is this the fella off Villa? Apparently he's going to Atleti Madrid have bid 20 million for him. Oh. I think that's what what the talk is. I don't think he's not word after him. I think Madrid wants him. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, Garmax has 9-0 Van Dijk to get 8 and Alisson to get 1. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Um, Emma, do we sign one? If we do, who would you like or who do you think it would be? Um, as we get closer, I don't think we're going to sign one. I would like to sign one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I don't Sorry. know who I would... I don't what? know who I would... What, yeah? uh, no, I've just seen on social media. Uh, no, apparently we, the rumour is in Portugal we actually have offered 20 million for Douglas Louise. Off Whether Villa? That- yeah, whether that's true or not, doesn't doesn't inspire, does it? <laughs> Be honest. No, it's it's one that's yeah, it's a weird one. Anyway, go on, Emma. Um, I don't have anybody in my mind. I was, I am. Well, I was on record on the Fatback Four in the messages uh, the other night saying that uh, Neves, I didn't think was mobile enough. Um, he gets around the place. I just don't think he has the engine for the play in our team. And then Tielemans. And then I went and actually looked up stats and and compared Tielemans to Wijnaldum. Um, in Manaldon's last season, now I know it wasn't his best season, and he had more interceptions. He, he had a lot better stats than than Genie. Um, I think we could end up with a Tielemans or a Neves, but I would prefer us not to buy anybody than to just to buy somebody for the sake of buying it. Mm. If that makes um, sense. Okay, I do like this, this, I do like Neves though. Yeah, I. I it depends on where you want to play. Um, to sit, okay. Kate says the Citroen months are planning and only come up with too many as a single choice on the list. Um, I don't think that's the case though. Um, and there's, there's so many nuances to what's gone on here. Like, I think I I've said it. I think the ox injury absolutely kills us. Um, mm-hmm. but listen. Um, let me see. The Telegraph says Marcus Barnes have said an unnamed Premiership club are in for Douglas Louise. Um, and Sam reckons. He's a weird feeling getting Tealands on the cheap. Uh, the Villa podcast destroy, um, um, I'm presuming that's uh, Douglas Louise every week. The Villa podcast is brilliant, by the way. If you haven't, if you don't, just listen to it. You don't need to be a Villa fan, just listen to it. They're fucking great, the two lads. Um, Kev, do we sign someone? If we do, who would you like? Who do you think it would be? I'd like, I, I well and truly would love Ruben Nevis. He's absolutely exactly what we need. His passing, his distribution is A1. He's shooting from outside the box is always a threat. His dead ball is brilliant. And he can play in a two or a three because he plays in a three for Portugal and he looks at home in it. Um, 
the thing is, there's so many moving parts in any transfer now, at this late, that any selling club is going to want to get a replacement. That replacement, they'll want to get in under the radar before anything is announced to a big club, irrespective of whatever deal you're looking at now. Otherwise, you will get fleeced. And the one thing that is 100% nailed on, we will not get fleeced for any player because it sets a bad precedent for future windows. Look at Manchester United and Anthony. I'd rather, I agree with Emma 100%. I'd rather get no one trying to then try to put out fires and get fleeced on someone you're not really convinced of. I think Nevis is a perfect fit for us. I really genuinely do. I think he'd be, he's 24 years of age. He knows the league. He's experienced. You could have him for five years. He'd still be 29 and he would grow with the club. I, I cannot see a downside to it. Before I left part of yeah, I cannot see a downside to that move whatsoever. Um, I just don't happen. I don't know. I don't think they'll pay the fee for him. No, Kate says, Gav, I'm saying that he haven't moved for anyone else other than Shiomeni. Yeah, but I think they probably wanted one in, um, one out this summer, and that one out got injured, and we can't get him out now. Um, and that's part of it. I'm not saying we can't mm-hmm. overcome that hurdle and make a sign, but maybe they just, yeah, I, I, I get where you're coming from. That there's pro- there should be two or three on a list, but we don't know who mm. number two are, and we don't know who number three is. Um, the so problem is, Gav, you're looking at you're looking at the club, right? To improve the midfield that we have and to maintain the standards that we're looking to get at, you're, the list is short, especially when you look at who's available. And those selling clubs are either going to want to keep those players because they're entitled challenges themselves. Inter Milan with Barella, uh, Bellingham with Dortmund, he's now their club captain. They're not going to want to sell him unless they get a world record fee, which, mm. let's face it, paying over $100 million for a midfielder is a world record, as far as I know. It doesn't happen. So you're limited, really, on what's actually out there that would be your preferred choice. Mm. And I think, I think, I, I I think that's what it's Thielemann. Sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, a boy not him, uh, oh boy not him says uh, Arsenal are supposedly gone for teams. They're supposedly gone for teams about six months in fairness. Yeah. Kevin mm-hmm. Miller says, Lennon, the people you're blaming signed Salah Mane, Firmino Suarez, Henderson Coutinho, signed Klopp up. We missed a few midfielders. What's your point? I think his point is, I don't think he's having a go. I think he's trying to point out that instead of just deciding if you're on one side or the other regarding the ownership or Klopp on his comments or you have to work out it's a, it's a team of people that do this yeah. and they're all they all take responsibility for the good and they, they will all take responsibility for you know not signing the midfielder and they might stand by that responsibility and go no it wasn't right we didn't do it but they all have to take it as a team that's that's the point I'm always making you know they, they do good as a team they they make signs as a team they don't make signs as a team you know what I mean? They, they they take the plaudits for players we bring in and progress and turn into world beaters as a collective. They have to do it that way. And I don't think he's having a go, Kevin. I think he's just trying to point yeah. out that instead of picking one side or the other, there's so many fucking parts to this and so yeah. many people involved that you can't just nail it down to, uh, is it John W. Henry or, or Jurgen Klopp, you know? Um, they're, all culpable, they're, all, they're all culpable in different ways. Yeah, um, but they're all part of it. I mean, Anto Chill made the point that I've made in the pot before, which is, Arsene Wenger in his heyday had a David Dean who would have who would and it's well reported David Dean's admitted it I think Wenger's admitted it David Dean would occasionally lean on Wenger to say if that's who you want we'll get him don't worry that it's it's more than you think we'll go for it and maybe that's where long term that's where Ward because I'm sure Edward said this but maybe that's where Ward's got to have that power sometimes you have the clock doing the 
I was right, you was wrong. That might not just be at reporters. That could also be at the recruitment team who may have been bringing people to Klopp who've now gone because we left it so late. Mm. So maybe that's a, a, a learning curve, the new dynamic of the recruitment team, which is sometimes it's been a bit strong on Klopp to say, that's who you want. Let's go for him. You know, and look, it's vice versa because Klopp said we should take some more risks. So maybe as a player, Klopp has identified in the past that he thought it's a bit of a risk, but let's go for it. And they've decided it doesn't fit into whatever the algorithm is. Yeah, but, but, but you have, you're, you're going to have, you're going to have parameters at the start of every preseason yeah. where you go, listen, we've no problem putting the money up for this guy, but we can't have fucking eight of them there and you want to bring in another one. One needs to go, mm. you know, the sort of way. And the yeah. money, there's no problem with that. And then I know you understand the argument where, where people go, well, hold on, all right, there's eight there, but look, the situation we're in, just bring the fucker in. And the fella that we have to get rid of, we're just going to have to eat his contract. We'll have to pay him off or just mm. eat it up and, and take our medicine for for nine, ten months. And I completely get that. But I, I, I still agree with what Lennon said. It's a collective. And you can take sides if you want. I don't really give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to make a difference to my day. But I think it's better to sit down maybe on Friday morning and go, right, okay. They signed someone, great. We got there in the end. They didn't. And even if they do sign someone by Friday morning, you still go, why was it left if you wanted? Because the only situation that's really changed here is in what, six weeks is not even Ox because he's gone ages, right? It's only Nabi Keita and you could probably foresee that anyway. Do you know what I mean? So uh, there's just loads of ways to talk around it. I just I just don't get the kicking and screaming. Um, is, is, that the, is that the easiest solution, though, with, with Keita? We spoke about this before coming on. So Lamar, or whatever way you pronounce his name, um, didn't start for Leipzig tonight, didn't come on in five subs. Yeah. Keita came to us from Leipzig. So is uh, they both only have a year left up on their deal. They're both out of contract next summer. Yeah. Is that the, logistically, is that the easiest deal to do? some sort of a, a swap deal. So they're actually getting a replacement for yeah. the player that they're losing. I think the easiest to do is um, Tielemans because I'm, I'm getting the impression Leicester want him out. I'll tell you what and the I easiest one to do is. It's, it's Conor Gallagher off Chelsea. Do and I'll tell you why. Because, do the, the, because what? I don't think Chelsea sell to us. Why? Because they'll see us as a rival. They'll see, they saw Juan Mata when he's at the height of his power to Manchester United. But, what, but Man United really were then were nowhere near where Chelsea were at the time. But they're still a massive, massive club, and Mata was a fucking massive player for them. I think it said more about where you, where United were at the time, because I think they were like, "We're happy to sell it to you." Mm, I'm not too Probably. sure. I think, and I tell you why they're using him as a makeway. They're trying to use him as a makeway in this deal for Anthony Gordon, him and Brohan, mm. right? Yeah. I can't if they're trying to make him a makeway, and he's not happy there. Liverpool walk in the door and go, "Listen, there's forty million quid for him." Right. We'll We've talk done it with Ox. Right. It's possible. Yeah. He's Basically, Conor Gallagher can turn around and go, I want to go there because I'm just letting you know, I'm not going there for any make way deal. And mm-hmm. that's the end of it. I think it's the easiest one to do. Like, one thing to- people are saying Chelsea won't help us. Right. That, that's, that's the reason I, I don't think. think I, it's, it's not, their, not to do with the player. They like the throw a shitload of money at this window. Conor Gallagher is not the fourth choice there. Right. He's been out on loan twice. He's come back. He's still not for choice. He gets sent off at the weekend. He's not gonna he's not gonna play an awful lot for Chelsea when, when push comes to shove. Right? Chelsea, forget forget all this fucking um tutel this tutel that. That fella that's walked in there spent a load of money. If he thinks he can get forty million quid back on an investment of Conor Gall- Conor uh, Gallagher that's probably I don't know, they come through the ranks at Chelsea. He probably looking up. That's a nice little sweetener at the end of the window to, to take down our fucking net spend or whatever it might be. I, I don't go along with all this. You wouldn't sell him to this. Wouldn't sell him to that. Yeah, I, 
I, I business think Gallagher, is business when it comes to these I, American owners. But I get that, even, but it's, I, it's any owner. I think, but I think yeah. with Pal, I thought what they'll do is, I think they'll sell Gallagher to Palace for Zaha. Because the talk is they want another winger. I think they'd yeah. give it up on Gordon and Gordon and look over Zaha. And yeah. that's actually a nice, easy switch. Yeah, no, Laura, Laura Duffy says the same. I, I just think, I just think, if I'm Liverpool, look, I don't know if it's happened or not, and it will happen or not. If I'm Liverpool, I'm not, I'm ringing Chelsea tomorrow and I'm saying, there's 40 million quid for Conor Gallagher. And I'll tell you what you can do with it. Everton aren't getting Conor Gallagher anymore. They're getting Broha and they're getting 50 million now instead of fucking 30. Because you have 40 million quid in your back pocket that we've given you. And that player doesn't want to go to Everton anyway. You know what? All this. Mm. Tell just, you one thing to watch with Douglas Luiz though. If Atletico Madrid are interested, Atletico or Real, Atletico, Atletico, right. Atletico haven't got a pot to piss in, mm. and Atletico have to sell a player to bring him in. Watch, is, uh, watch the, out for the, what happens with Mateus Cunha, and or um, the is great. Marcus Llorente. Yes, I was. The other He'd one be is, uh, the only one out of Spain, out of any one of them, that I would say that uh, Jurgen Klopp would go, yes, please. Yeah. The other one know, is, if uh, that was anywhere near possible, because Atletico are really suffering money-wise. They're so restricted in what they can do with this window that they need a big shed load of money. In. And also, what's going to happen with Ronaldo? And, and isn't, uh, isn't, isn't Carrasco there and he's been linked with Spores as well? So yeah, yeah. Um, Rodrigo de Paul says Sam. Rodrigo de Paul. Yeah. Apparently they've, they've not been. Uh, he only started his first game last night. Before that, he's he's barely been used. But he was a big money yeah. signing not that long ago. Again, he was another player who was heavily linked with Liverpool at one point. Yeah. yeah, but Mateus Cunha, I think, is the Brazilian number nine, false nine that we could actually have a look at. Mm. He'd be another one. Well, look, we—it's all gonna un—it's—it's un, it's all gonna unfold. It all—it all depends hours. on moves that happens elsewhere. Yeah, That's, yeah. Well, this we'll, is the thing. Yeah, we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. Um, mm. uh, Tom Bowling off reckons we offer a smeg toaster and thirty million to Chelsea. Being done for Gallagher. <laughs> I'm, I'm have you seen the that. price of them toasters? Yeah, well, twenty-eight million. Yeah, um, Andy, Andy, <laughs> them, Andy will donate his because he has a few apparently. And to be honest with you, they're shy because he just sent toast all over the room. But the springs are too fucking. Uh, tighten them. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that has been the midweek fix. Tomorrow, um, are you two boys doing the full time rates tomorrow? I haven't asked anyone. As well as we are now. Are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Kevin, Chris are doing full time reds at ten pm tomorrow after Liverpool versus Newcastle. Uh, Thursday will be viewers' voice. I don't know. I'm gonna ask. I won't ask them to come in now because um, he's a hard man to get hold of. But Thursday will be the viewers' <laughs> voice, and it will be the last. I'll do what hour. we do. We'll sort it out. Um, that'll be the last hour of the transfer window. That's what we're going to look at. Um, that we're going to talk through, or I might even be on, but they're going to talk through all the different comings and goings at the clubs while keeping a live update on what's going on in the transfer window. That's Thursday. Friday will be Premier League forecast with the lads. Saturday will be full-time Reds after the derby. And Sunday will be the Fatback 4. Um, and then we're back into next week. Um, anything else before we go, Emma? No, no. All good. Just looking forward to the end of the window. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, I never wanted anything to slam shut more in my life. Uh, Kev. Um, yeah, roll on tomorrow night now. Yeah, just cool. looking forward to tomorrow night's game. Another three points and move on to Saturday. Yeah. Red Steve says, Aletti are playing Griezmann for 30 minutes at a time so they don't have to pay the full whack to Barca, which is insane. <laughs> How a player goes along with that is so, madness. Uh, so Chris, how do you guys probably go? No, nothing from it.
We're sick of me and Kev. I think we're loose this week, aren't we, mate? Yeah, you're yeah, busy yeah. this week. We're busy boys Jesus, this you're week. Fucking, you're about a month off because no one fucking seen you. Couldn't get hold of you. made up. Sure, the chat was made up. You weren't answering calls or nothing. Um, no, I'm only messing. The lads just happened. Red Steve's comment there. And he gets them down the market. Smug toasters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 it's Motions toasters. Um, <laughs> before we go, though, um, Bobby's wish to walk. Link is in the description. We have, as I've said before, we've stopped all ways for you to contribute money to this channel. We've shut it down. You can't do it. It's impossible. So if you are insistent that you would like to help this channel, go into the show description, click the link for Bobby's Wish to Walk, send whatever you're going to send to us in there, and he gets 100% of it instead of us getting 70% off YouTube. And we can get him to 150K. He's not far off it now. It's a brilliant treatment. It's brilliant surgery he's going to get. It's brilliant aftercare he's going to get both in America and back in Ireland. And he will progress. And you, like, honestly, the difference you see in, in Siena to where she was this time last year to this time to now is unbelievable and we want to do the same for Bobby so um, that's the most important thing overall um, forget fucking signings lineups scorers um, getting Bobby to 150k is the main thing it's the main the main goal here so check that out as well um, that has been it we'll talk to you in a bit over and out Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs>